I have one ho-ho left. I'm saving it for the halfway point, though. <laughs> okay. Now my beverage. Okay. Okay, wait. Wait, before we start, I have to blow my nose. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> so sorry. For 20 minutes. I'm ready. You're ready now? Yeah. You sure? Uh, yeah. Nothing else? Duh. Nope. Great. Good, because from now on, we're going to be laser focused. No getting distracted. <laughs> If you talk about one single thing uh-huh. that's not related to Phineas and Ferb, which you're is off end the, the recording, yeah, yeah, I'll just hang up on you. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we're talking about Phineas and Ferb. This is podcast without a cool acronym. I'm Hannah. That's Mara. She already blew her nose, so we're ready to start. Um, <laughs> this week we have a two-parter. We got two parts, kind of. Yeah, kind of. it's a yeah, it's, it's a, a one-parter, two-parter, two plots happen. <laughs> Uh-huh. it's not even actually consecutively it's, it's in reverse no, it's, order which i was like why did you even do that it made taking notes complicated yeah it was really weird it's fine doesn't matter the point is it's about a science fair the first episode uh-huh. is unfair science fair the second episode spoilers is unfair science fair redux mm-hmm. for those of you who aren't fluent in latin means again <laughs> i don't actually really? know if any of that's true oh. <laughs> i don't know if it's latin i don't know if redux means again <laughs> the point is that it's it's again uh yeah unfair science fair we start off uh with phineas and ferb are under the tree except that this time phineas has a powerpoint presentation okay yeah um another incredible x-files trope i know i talked about x-files a lot in the last episode um it's not my fault it's a great show (laughs) the point is phineas has a powerpoint presentation um with like some really great slide transitions yeah the powerpoint is about what they could do today i guess yeah he's just like what could we do today give some options that are all sort of equally (laughs) ridiculous yeah one of the options is teach perry tricks and then phineas is like "Mm, he doesn't do much he's just a platypus and i was like it's your powerpoint presentation why did you put that in there if you were gonna immediately veto it yeah also, Whatever. he probably doesn't do much because you didn't teach him any tricks. Yeah, because you never invest any time with him because he's gone all day. <laughs> How would you even know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Isabella walks up. She doesn't start with what you're doing. She just gets straight to business. She's just like, hey, yeah. your friend Baljeet, he's in crisis. Uh, she's like, you might want to check up on Baljeet. I was walking by his house and I heard him scream. <laughs> she goes, she like does an impression of Baljeet. She's like, I heard him scream. Yeah. I i'm doing an incompetent flunky forever and i was like babe why didn't you check on him okay i know also honestly though at least she told somebody i she told the wrong people because phineas and ferber kind of the worst but, yeah didn't she watch them try uh, and help buford four episodes ago exactly i was like okay well interesting choice but at least they go over there it's true you know uh see something say something or in this case hear something walk eight <laughs> blocks to your other friend's house and casually mention it whatever yeah they walk over to Belgique's house they just walk into his house i don't know if his parents okay, yeah. are there or not i also noticed that they just wander like, okay. in it's all dark and his room is like a scary disaster <laughs> and Phineas is like, why are all the lights off? And Baljeet's like, darkness <laughs> is a shroud that hides my shame. And I was like, oh, buddy. Also, Baljeet has the best lines when he's like in crisis. Yeah. The other time is when he's doing that band thing. Anyway. <laughs> it's true. It's Look, yeah. he's dramatic. Yeah. And we love it. Yeah. Anyway, Baljeet tells them that he's in a science fair, like a summer science fair. He's like, I took so many classes. Yeah. 
at summer school that I qualified for the science fair. And I was like, why are they even doing a science fair? That was my question. Whatever. Just a, a it's just like a random. Yeah, sure. Um, He's like, I'm in a science fair and I designed this portal to Mars. And I was like, wow, aiming so high. Um, And then <laughs> yeah. we're introduced to this teacher character, Mr. McGillicuddy, who's maybe oh. the worst teacher of all time. Okay, <laughs> He's not yes. good at his job absolutely uh speaking of not good at his job he's uh-huh. also voiced by the guy who plays arwin in sweet life oh yeah that's funny because um london is also in this episode right her voice i got the whole the whole yeah. gang back together you guys right mr anyway. mosby's in one but that's later but anyway oh, okay i didn't look any of them up i just when i heard it i was like yeah yeah that's- oh yeah london's is very yeah. anyway um, yeah, so we meet Mr. McGillicuddy. So we have like this little flashback of Belgi yeah. showing his teacher uh, blueprints of his portal to Mars. And his teacher is not supportive at all. Yeah. His exact words are, a portal to Mars. And what does it do? <laughs> uh, and Belshoot's like, well, without overcomplicating it, it's a portal to Mars. Uh, you step through it and it's on Mars. And his teacher's like, well, that's very creative, which he says with the most disdain I've ever heard anyone say anything. <laughs> And then he tells Belgi that he has to build a working model or he'll get an A minus. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) Yeah. We'll come back to him later. He could he's continues being a part of them. Um then Belgi's like, I feel like I could express my feelings better in a uh, vaguely racist Bollywood song. I know. I guess okay, the song is a bop. The content of the song is deeply stereotypical and probably Absolutely. Um, I also was like, because Belgique's super upset about this A minus, and I was like, listen, I knew a couple people in school that also would have reacted this way to an A minus, and I'm true. like, yeah, those people needed therapy. Like, this is yeah. a generational issue, guys. Those people got anyway. diagnosed with ADHD later and have yeah. chronic anxiety now. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, the song they sing the song about how Belgique really wants uh, an A plus or okay. a regular A, probably. What? Yes. Uh, so part of the song, sorry. In the middle of the song, there's this line that's like, my forefathers and their forefathers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it shows, so like, you know, yeah, they're doing the whole Bollywood thing, the dancing and the dancers, and like, there's the background. Uh, but I, when they do that line, they like, go to this frame that has two guys holding up like A pluses, and then they pan over to another frame that has four guys holding up A pluses and A plus pluses and whatever. Uh, but the first frame... The bottom of the frame says forefathers, except there's an extra T after the second F. So it's four fathers. What? Uh, <laughs> and then the second frame says four, like the number four, F-O-U-R, fathers. What? <laughs> and that's, they just, they, I had to stop it six times. Like they panned <laughs> by it so fast. I was like, they couldn't even, they couldn't even, they what? why would you do that anyway i don't know but that's very funny part of the project i know maybe just unhinged i'm not really sure what that means yeah uh that's all i have to say Uh, great also okay the other line i really like was at the end or whatever he goes my dreams will be pureed and i was like that is something maybe i need to use more (laughs) you know it's a strong visual yeah uh Belshin's really it. sort of missing his calling doing like creative writing. I feel like that would help him work right? through a lot of his emotions. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. the song ends. Phineas and Ferb volunteer to help him build his prototype of this uh, thing. Okay, which also is like 
this feels like a real bleed in from the last episode where they were really nice to their other friend. Yeah. I was like, this is like, maybe again, maybe, yeah, maybe Linda's maybe. taking them to therapy. Maybe. Or maybe they were just like, oh, we, oh, yeah. Helping people feels good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, then Phineas just goes, where's Perry? That's the last line of the song. He sings it. Yeah. And then the song just abruptly That's ends. Uh, yep. Perry's back at the house. He's climbing into a filing cabinet. So he like, does a little thing where mm-hmm. you like you know how sometimes you pull out a secret book in a bookcase yeah. and it triggers like a the fireplace turns around or whatever yes. in this case that secret book opens the bottom drawer of a filing cabinet and i was like is the family just not using that filing cabinet <laughs> i hope so is that just a, a thing that they have like they just have a filing cabinet that opens that way for no reason that does seem like Maybe. the kind of thing lawrence might buy and install absolutely mm-hmm. anyway he jumps into the filing cabinet and then he plops down in his chair in his lair his lair chair yeah. Um, and he sees Monogram, who is uh, fully bald. He's turned away from the camera and he's holding a, a hairpiece that's his hair. And that's just yeah. looks like a hat. It's like a like a yeah. a really weirdly rigid hairpiece. And he's putting it on his head. Um, and he puts it on his head and turns around and no one addresses it. That's just yep. canon now. Yeah. Just, he, he's just wearing a wig all the time. <sighs> yeah. Apparently. That's it. It was very upsetting, and I didn't like it, and I'll never be able to forget it now. So that (laughs) happens. Anyway, he just breezes right on into the briefing. He's not even flustered. He's just like, this is... Just like, oh, hey, buddy. I guess maybe Perry's seen him like this before. But I (laughs) haven't, and I was upset. Anyway, (laughs) he moves on into the briefing, and he's like, Doofenshmirtz has made some suspicious purchases. He's purchased chicken wire, three tons of baking soda, and some lederhosen. And I was like, sure hear me out only one of those is a suspicious purchase that's true i guess <laughs> because he doesn't list amounts for the other things it's just like yeah he purchased the normal amount of chicken, chicken wire, wire for any reason later three tons of baking soda is yeah. concerning <laughs> yeah i don't know where you would even get that costco i guess um <laughs> whatever and then he's like, yeah, stop him. Or what Perry leaves before yeah. Monogram even finishes his sentence. Yeah, he's like, like this that's is the a morality. We both get it. I'm out. Right. He scampers away. The boys and Belgique are doing a little building montage to a very great remix of the Bollywood song. Yeah. Like an instrumental remix. Right. It's pretty I good. Was like, this is a bop. Uh, anyway, they're building the Portal to Mars. They finish the whole Portal to Mars. Uh, there's sort yeah. of a racist sound transition to the science fair. Yeah. It's like that little, <laughs> like the zither. Yeah. And I was like, man, we're really leaning, leaning hard on these tropes, aren't we? It's not great. Yeah, I, I guess that's fine. Season one, Belgi is like, very much yeah. They go to the effort of developing a little bit more later, but yeah, you know, what it is. Anyway, yeah. Um, they they're at the science fair, which is apparently at the mall. Um, okay, that was my question. I was like, is this some kind of community science fair? Listen, everything in Danville is I a community event. There's nothing that the entire town is not deeply involved. Can you imagine involved. if our science fair was at a mall? I was like, I don't no. even think, I don't even remember ever having a science fair, let alone going. I remember having a science alone. fair. It was definitely in a school gym. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, Baljeet is clearly on the edge of a mental breakdown. He's like <sighs> yeah. smiling really hard. He has lockjaw. Yeah. He goes, I have cramps in my cheeks. And Phineas grabs his entire face and like wiggles his head around. <laughs> I was like, I guess that's helpful. Belgi also, sorry, said that he brought his portal in at midnight and has been there ever since. Yeah. How did which he get is, all at midnight? How did he get in? How did his 24 drove him mall? there? 
How did he transport his portal there? Yeah. All excellent questions. Uh, you know, we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, then we finally see Candace for the first time in this episode. <sighs> and what an introduction <laughs> we get. Uh, Candace is staring uh, aggressively <laughs> through a pair of military grade binoculars. <laughs> And she goes, oh, yeah, Jeremy, no one makes a corn dog like you. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is a Jeremy. crime, actually. Yeah. Like, what you're doing is legally <laughs> actionable in most states. Uh, and it gets worse because then she hears Jeremy say, oh, hey, Candace, nice binoculars. And she puts down the binoculars and we zoom out to see that she is sitting literally five feet away from Jeremy. Like, he could reach out and take those binoculars from her without moving where he is. It is so, so absolutely bonkers. So crazy. Candace is like, yeah, I got these for my dad. I was just making sure that they work. And I was like, babe, what are you even doing? Like, like, what was Clearly, Jeremy doesn't care about this behavior because if he did, he would have left 900 episodes ago. Yeah, and he would have put out a restraint. Yeah, (laughs) and you would be in jail right now. You would have had to move to a different town or Jeremy would have changed his name and he would be living in Wisconsin. Anyway. Uh, um, So funny. (laughs) She's like, yeah. I was also like, binoculars are like $800. (laughs) Okay. Like, and they're also like 800 magnification. She's looking at like his eye. Yeah. It <laughs> definitely, like, girl, or she doesn't know how to use binoculars. They like don't have lenses in them. She just has them. <laughs> they're like, like toy binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that interaction gets more insane because absolutely she sees a help wanted sign. And because Jeremy is operating on like one brain cell he goes hey you should apply and i was like jeremy the world would possess you to invite this absolute hurricane of chaos into your workplace the only place i imagine you ever feel safe in danville why are you doing this to yourself maybe jeremy is just like really in love with candace i don't know maybe boy is he far gone down in some some kind of path these are not the actions of a man in possession of his faculties Uh, no anyway candace gets ready to say something about applying for the job and then a girl who is on speed and is voiced by (laughs) london tipton aka brenda song um yeah comes up and she's like hi i'm the perfect candidate she's like i'm really really motivated really 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 positive and really 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 excited to apply for this job i don't remember all the things she says anyway she's very annoying um and the manager walks out at that exact moment (laughs) apparently hears this interaction and goes i only have one opening even though there's nine thousand slushy dogs and jeremy's the only person who works there only employee yeah (laughs) And the manager is like, how about a competition to see who gets the job? And I was like, sir, that okay. is not an ethical way to hire people. I know. I was like, that's, like, I guess maybe if that was already part of the hiring process, like, those tests were individually conducted, sure. But I was like, you just made that up on the spot. Are you so, like bored? They didn't fill out an application. Exactly. Like, I'm how like, are don't you, you getting... need some credentials, yeah. an ID at the least? At the minimum. I mean, it is a fast food place, but still. Yeah. Also, like, you can't just pit people against each other. It's exactly. not allowed. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. anyway, this girl, who is apparently super positive, immediately starts to yeah. Candace very hard. I know. Um, <laughs> Candace goes for a handshake, like, to be like, 
let's do this competition and the girl does that too slow thing that you do to like yeah. five-year-olds <laughs> she goes too slow i think i'll call you molasses uh and candace does not do a good job of oh, coming up she, with yeah having a hard time unless she's in a museum she really struggles yeah uh, <laughs> she's like i'll call she... you something slower than molasses that's for sure <laughs> And yet, Jeremy and still then, loves it. And then she turns to him and goes, that's not part of the competition, is it? Yeah. Which is very funny. Um, uh, anyway, we cut away from that whole thing. Um, Perry is following a Doofenshmirtz-branded truck, which apparently Doofenshmirtz has as part of his fleet. It's carrying, like, a giant thing mm-hmm. in the back. You can't really see what it is. Anyway, he breaks into the truck Um and he immediately gets trapped in like a baby seat with a mobile above it. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, um, it was kind of like un. It it was unexplained. Like no, it was unexplained. And I also was like, that's also a crime. Like you can't put a front facing baby seat in okay, the middle. Yeah, seat in the of front, the front seat. of the truck. Yeah, I would be concerned about that. Anyway, Doofenshmirtz goes, "Welcome to my truck of doom." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then he goes. I suppose you wonder. You're wondering why I'm wearing later hosen. I was like, I am wondering a lot of things. That is on yeah. the list, though. Yeah. Uh, he's like, all will be explained soon enough. And then he gets into like a road rage altercation with this lady. Uh, he gets punched in the face. Um, hey, yeah. I was like, Doof needs to call the police. He gets socked in the face twice in this episode. Yeah. Like, that's that's assault. assault. Listen, he has other places to be today. He's on his way to a science fair. Anyway, the other thing that's funny about this is he gets punched in the face. And then it it cuts to a new shot of them, like, driving away after this. And he's in the passenger seat. Okay, I noticed that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to believe he had to break out of his trap to save Doof from this lady before she beat him to death. (laughs) Which is very funny and would make a hilarious police report. (laughs) Anyway, um they get to the mall where the science fair is mm-hmm. and Doofenshmirtz is standing in line getting ready to check in at the science fair uh, and he gets into another fight. I was like, what is yeah, happening? Immediately. <laughs> this dude cannot stop getting into fights with strangers, which is weird because like generally the people of Danville seem like a pretty They're affable Nice. Yeah. Not the ones that Doofenshmirtz is interacting with. Whatever. No. He like picks a fight with some kid about his model of Pluto and then that kid's 78-year-old brother yeah. comes up. Not really. He's like 35 no. though. He's way too old to be entering a science fair. And he was like, thanks yeah. for looking out for my model of Pluto. Um, he gets in a fight about it and the, the guy smashes the model of Pluto over his head and then just leaves yeah. it there. And I was like, I was like, I guess you're you not, not entering the science fair. Yeah, I was like, why fair? are you here? Yeah. That feels like a planned. Anyway. Weird. Anyway. Also, when they go, sorry, when they do the line of like, because there's a line of like, you know, 50 people mm-hmm. doing the science fair, there's like a couple adults and there's that guy. And then, yeah, later, yeah. spoiler, Doof gets there and they're like, you're too old. And I was like, okay, what about the other like, six yeah, adults you let like in? an open town Exactly. I'm like, there, what? Or like, are these what? other adults here for a different reason? Maybe they're with kids, I guess. But Maybe. anyway, that guy wasn't. <laughs> it's not clear. Um, Doof, while they're standing in line, tells the backstory of why he's mm-hmm. here at the science fair wearing later hosen. Yeah. Um, the story is that he, throughout his life, has constantly been bested by people with baking soda volcanoes. Um, so it started when he was a young, a young lad, and he yeah. was entering his first science fair with his first donator, which was just called a nator. I know. Which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, 
Uh, but I was beaten by a kid with a baking soda volcano. And then he's like, then I came back next year with my second inator and I was again beaten by a baking soda <laughs> volcano. And then he's like, I gave up science and turned to poetry, <laughs> but I was still beaten by a baking soda volcano. And then he's like, but not this year. This year I have the largest baking soda volcano ever. And he unveils the thing that he's holding, which is like literally a 40 foot baking soda volcano. Yeah. It's so large. I don't understand how they entered the ball with it. I don't know either. I don't know. It I was, was so I had a big. lot of questions. I don't even know how I was pulling it. It's got to be so heavy. It's got to be. He- what? What is it? Is like paper mache? What is it made out of? I yeah. I don't even know how you make a baking soda volcano. So I don't know. Oh really? I mean, like I know the baking soda vinegar reaction. I don't know the rest of it. That's the like, is thing. it paper mache? You can it's make it out of anything. Okay, well. It's supposed to be shaped like a volcano. I guess. Anyway, he's like, this year I have the largest baking soda volcano ever, so I'm definitely going to win. It's guaranteed. I'm feeling very confident. And then he's like, and I'm wearing later hosen because uh, they will convince whomever I have to get past that I'm not a 45-year-old man and an instead a right. uh, teenager. And it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part of his plan goes off without a hitch. He gets called up. And the oldest man in the world is like, aren't you a little old to be entering this science fair? And Doofenshmirtz is like, no, look, I'm wearing lederhosen. And the guy was like, okay. Which I choose to believe was just that guy being like, I can't get into this right? with you. Like, I'm not, I don't care I do about not, this science yeah. fair. I'm a mall He's a employee. volunteer. Yeah. I usually run a kiosk that sells phone cases and curly <laughs> irons. So I don't really care about this. Anyway, yeah. what's it been? Uh, elsewhere in the science fair, Baljeet is showing Mr. McGillicuddy his prototype. Uh, Mr. McGillicuddy continues being the worst teacher of all time. Yeah. Um, my my notes say, uh, Mr. McGillicuddy seems like a real knob. He really <laughs> is. the worst. Like, so much. They pull the lever. The portal, for context, if you didn't watch this episode, is like eight feet circular. It looks like one of the portals from Stargate. It's gigantic. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle is like where the portal is the thing, the place yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. That you're, yeah. that you're that you're portaling to appears. Uh-huh. So they pull the lever and like in the middle of the portal appears very clearly a science fair of aliens on Mars. Like it could not yeah. be more obvious to everyone yeah, that it's, it's Mars. Yeah. And the science teacher is like, hmm, well, I see the science fair. And I was like, sir. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's so obviously on Mars. Whatever. I was like, also, you just watched that image, like, appear in this portal. Like, even if you were looking at the science fair, it's still magic. Whatever. Right? And then yeah. they're like, look closer, Mr. McGillicuddy. I was like, what yeah. are we doing here? He goes, whoa, it's Mars. And then he's like, Baljeet, you have invalidated my entire career as an educator. And I was like, sir, you yeah. are bad at your job. Right? You I had was like, nothing you... to do with this. Exactly. I was like, this is not even a little bit your success. Yeah. He gives him an A++, which I was like, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, you should At least. That. Definitely. <laughs> also, maybe like a Nobel Prize. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes yeah. to get the judges. Um, meanwhile, Doofenshmirtz is screaming about his baking soda volcano. Okay, yeah. He's definitely disrupting the science fair or whatever. He goes to find an outlet because apparently there's a laser show that goes along with his baking soda volcano. Okay, is that... I missed that. I was like, why does he need to plug it yeah. in? What? Because <laughs> that was my first question. Then he finished the line and he's like, there's a cool little laser show that goes with it. Oh, and I was okay. like, awesome. Right. Sure. Um, he unplugs the portal to Mars, which apparently just plugs into a regular outlet. 
it's yeah, also like, it's like a regular way that cord is like stretching treacherously yeah. across a lot of walkway yeah whatever unplugs the portal to mars plugs in his volcano i also was like what place has plugs that are only one outlet like it's, yeah yeah never I in my life have i seen an outlet that's just one <laughs> neither have i also no one in the science fair has a power strip it doesn't matter he unplugs right? Belgium, <laughs> yeah plugs in his volcano Mr. McGillicuddy brings the judges over to Belgi and he pulls the lever, but it doesn't work because it's unplugged, which no one checks. I was like, literally the first thing I do when I push something and I expect it to do something and it doesn't do it is check and see if it's it's on. It's plugged in. It's unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. Did you try turning it off and on again? That's the main, that's the first step of troubleshooting is, is it plugged in? Right. Whatever. None of them decide to look at that. Mr. McGillicuddy freaks out, like fully is having a breakdown. The judges yeah. are like, let's go get corn dogs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. fair enough. If I was at a science fair in the mall, I also probably would get a corn dog. <laughs> Mr. McGillicuddy then uh, turns the portal up to high. Oh, and I was he like, really loses it. Is that a setting? That's an excellent question. The portal's sort of a binary. Either it's a portal right, it's there or it's not. On or off. Confused about why there's a dial of any kind on the portal yeah whatever it's like i'll turn it all the way up to high then it'll work and i was like again <laughs> failed step one it won't yeah whatever phineas is like huh it's weird why isn't it working none of us have looked eight feet to the left to see whether it's plugged in <laughs> and Belgium's like oh i don't care about winning i just wanted the a plus and i was like well <laughs> good to have priorities i guess you did just yeah, reset I the guess. entire scientific community whatever it doesn't matter uh, then Phineas is like, let's also go get corn dogs. And I was like, is this a commercial for corn dogs? Because it's not, okay. not working. I know. I was like, it kind of worked. I was I like, should I get corn dog? Corn dog? <laughs> anyway, back at the insane job interview. Uh, that's not a job interview. That's actually an episode of Fear Factor. Uh, the the, yeah. the manager is like, your first task is to dress up these uh dogs with ketchup and mustard there's hot dogs they're not corn dogs yeah dress these corn dogs with ketchup and mustard which i was like there's a they each have a tray of like 90 hot dogs and they're putting yeah. ketchup and mustard on all of them and i was like do you pre put ketchup, ketchup and, mustard, and yeah. mustard on all your hot dogs before get like how do you know people I mean, want ketchup and mustard that's like a thing you assemble a hot dog the moment it's ordered it's a one-step process yeah people are doing it on carts on the street that's how easy it is to create a hot that's how much cooking is involved remember that hot dog cart outside of home depot yeah i don't know why those go so hard that's all i want now anyway you were gonna mention the hot dog cart in goodwitch that she always asks for curry powder on her hot dog because she's right psychotic Ugh. yeah whatever anyway the point is, it's weird that they're putting mustard preemptively on 90 hot dogs. Yeah, I guess um, I assumed it was, like, practice? Like, practice? I don't know. <laughs> I thought I maybe it was, like, a catering order, and I was like, what kind oh, of yeah. psycho event Who's would pre-order 90 hot dogs? <laughs> uh, anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The girls are competing. Candace uh, runs out of ketchup almost, but accidentally squirts a bunch <laughs> on london uh, we it don't also, know her actual know, name but yeah. i'm calling her london she like the ketchup lands perfectly in a swirl on top of her head and yeah. i was like okay like a giant swirl too right it's, it's like, like a, full, it's a, a gallon size. of ketchup anyway they immediately get into a food fight because they're three um and they are squirting all uh, kinds of condiments listen, all over each if other if i had some bottles of ketchup and mustard and someone that i hated i would too <laughs> that's true that's valid yeah that's all <laughs> anyway 
<laughs> um, back at the science fair, Mr. McGillicuddy is still freaking out super hard, and then he finally notices that it's unplugged. Um, and then Perry, who's still in his little, he's back in his little child trap. Oh, this yeah. part is horrifying. It's so disturbing. He escapes by ripping his own body out of his skin. So, like, yeah. the first, he has like a crop top of his own fur. Yeah. And then bare skin. So yeah. you can see his legs and his feet are still in the booster seat. His like, which like, yeah, we've previously established that apparently he wears tiny platypus feet shaped shoes over his platypus feet. Yes, which is already crazy. Now apparently yeah. he also wears platypus just... shaped pants over his because when he but, like pulls yeah. himself out, there's yeah, there's like bare skin on his midriff, and then there's regular platypus legs and feet. Yeah, you. yeah, it's so upsetting. It's half a it's second really scary. Of, of a shot, but it mm-hmm. will haunt me now for the rest of my life, probably. He also yeah. then takes okay. out a little fob and locks his lower half like it's a Honda Prius. Yeah. Like, it's just like, beep, beep. I was like, who's going to get that and what? drive it away? <laughs> How would that even it? happen? How would it stop them? What is it locked to? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was so scary. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know, man. I hated it. It was the worst part of this. He's (laughs) his midriff is bare. He's wearing boxers. His lower half looks like platypus legs and feet. What is Perry? Like, is he a tiny man who's just wearing a platypus costume all the time? Dressed up as a platypus. (laughs) If that's true, Um, what are all the other animal agents? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Are they aliens? Like, I just I have so many questions. So do I. Perry I... is like fell into a vat of toxic waste. Probably. Ugh. Probably how you become a secret agent. What do I know? Yeah. Whatever. Do food smirch is adding vinegar to his baking soda volcano from a nine foot bottle of vinegar. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's uh... basically that meme of you know that meme of the guy pouring olive oil onto the salad. <laughs> yeah. It's literally that. It's He's that that's it's actually, that's the size yeah. of the bottle. He's pouring yeah. it into the volcano. Perry attacks him. He's fully back. He's reconstituted. All his fur looks normal. Yeah. Attacks him. Uh, we cut away. Mr. McGillicuddy plugs the portal into a outlet very clearly labeled high voltage. Yeah. Which I was like, first of all, don't just leave high voltage outlets laying around on the floors of malls. Unprotected. A little bit yeah. on you guys. Second of all, you are a science teacher who apparently cannot read. Okay. Yeah, his really... I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand what his qualifications are to be a science teacher, but... I don't think he has any. I don't think he's a real science teacher. I think he's Maybe this takes place... Modern. Yeah, maybe it's uh, the teacher shortage. He's yeah. just some guy. <laughs> yeah. 2022? Absolutely, I would believe it. This was like right? 2007. We still had some <laughs> of the society back then, and I feel like we could have done better. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, although at one point, Doofenshmirtz becomes a science teacher, so... Oh maybe yeah, there is a teacher shortage. The standards are just low. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, after everybody else got taken over by pharmacists, they were really. That's true. I also would just be like, "Who cares?" <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, he plugs the portal into a high voltage outlet, um, and it works. Mm-hmm. Harry pours the entire bottle of vinegar onto Doofenshmirtz, and Doofenshmirtz is like, "Oh, gross!" And I was like. 
if you had literally any cut on you, you would be in unbearable pain right now. Oh, absolutely. Which he had two eyes? black eyes, so... Like, vinegar yeah. is one step away from being acid, and I feel like you would be screaming and writhing on the floor. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I smell like a salad, and I was like, right? not my first concern. Doofenshmirtz yeah. slips and falls into his own baking soda volcano, which, uh, like, super <laughs> duper explodes. Like, way yeah. more. Like, than- the whole thing. Any, like, it explodes pieces. with like a fire explosion also yeah like, not just like a lot of baking soda goes everywhere like it explodes right like, like explodes. a michael bay movie explosion like he filled it with yeah yeah like there was tea and gunpowder in addition yeah. to baking soda inside the volcano right yeah whatever he gets caught so doofenshmirtz flies out of the volcano that explodes but it gets caught in like a pink tractor beam from the mars portal yeah. Because apparently when you turn the Mars portal up to high and plug it into a high voltage thing, it becomes a tractor beam. It sucks him in to Mars. And then the portal sucks itself into Mars and disappears. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, the judges show up again. No one is concerned that an explosion just happened in a crowded mall. Yeah. And then a tractor beam also happened in a crowded mall. None of the 400 contestants in the science fair saw any of that or are concerned about it. Nope. In fairness, Danville has a higher than normal rate of like incidental beams and explosions. That's true. And explosions. Maybe it's just like normal. Especially if this is some like simulation. They're all just like, it's It's part of how it goes. That happens. Yeah. Anyway, the judges show up again. They have corn dogs, and the whole portal is gone. Um, they're like, "Well, duh, too bad you don't win." And then a small girl <laughs> shows up. She has Doc Ock arms. Yeah. I was like, "You guys should all be concerned about that." So she's that woman needs to be monitoring that girl her. Is eight, and she's one step away from being a super villain. <laughs> Yeah. I would ask a follow-up question. They don't. She's like, I used my no. Doc Ock arms to build a baking soda volcano. And they're like, you win the science fair. And I was like, are you guys really judges? Or did you just walk in here? <laughs> I don't believe you. Uh, yeah. This yeah. science fair is like unlicensed. I don't believe Absolutely. that this is a sanctioned event from any think it is educational either. institution. Hear me out. How hard is it to just put on a science fair? I don't know, but I was like, maybe we should try it. Like, if I right? just put up enough signs, I was like, yeah, science, fair science fair at the mall. <laughs> what would people do? And then I could right? just walk around judging people. Yeah. Eating or a whatever. Corn doing whatever I want. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Doc Ock leaves. Back at Slushy Dog, the manager is talking to Candace and London and he's like, you guys are covered in condiments. Obviously I'm not hiring you. Um, even though this is arguably my fault. I know. And arguably no one else will apply. Yeah. Right. What are you even, and Jeremy's going to have to clean up that entire mess. Ugh, the real yeah. loser in this episode, Jeremy. Jeremy. Anyway, after he finishes kind of chewing them out, Candace goes, snail, I'll call you snail. <laughs> it's like, oh, man uh, they really wrecked candace in this episode honestly she's only in two scenes but boy but wow is it rough <laughs> so sad <sighs> anyway bonkers anyway back uh they're elsewhere in the mall the all the, the whole gang the boys and yeah. belgie and isabella are sitting on a bench eating corn dogs and i was like again i kind of want a corn dog now yeah and isabella is like wow it's crazy that you guys built a portal to mars and didn't go through it yourselves and they're like oh we did but that's another story 
Yeah. Uh, which we're going to tell right now. It's part two of this episode. Yeah. Should we get into part two? Yeah, I'm super, super, Which super is really ready. sort of like part negative it's one. Just like, it okay, no. Before part like, one. I feel like the first one is like the beginning and the end, and this is the middle. Like, I was like, it feels like you could have just. Oh, yeah, that's like true. A, I was confused because, yeah, the know. first part of day of the first part of the first episode happens on a different mm-hmm. day than the second part of the first episode. Yeah. And then this happens on the same day as the first part of the first episode, which is confusing. Yeah. So I'm like, this could have easily been just one. It could like, have, yeah. you know, like a two-parter, but like they just split it in the middle of the plot instead of. Yeah, because. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Um, this one picks up right when Baljeet starts to do the song. It does, yeah. And I thought for a second that this one didn't even have a Perry and Doofenshmirtz plot, but it does. It's it just does. like one scene. Yeah. It's not really. It's, yeah, so it doesn't have the whole plot. Much. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, cool. So this is 123B, Unfair Science Fair Redux, yes. which is, they put in parenthesis another story because, you know, at the end, Phineas is like, that's another story. And this yeah. is this. Yeah. Okay. And because Redux is Latin for another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, uh, I'm not begging open... down on that. It's true. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I don't know Latin, and I believe you. Um, <laughs> you know, that's your own fault. <laughs> yeah. So we pick up this one, yeah, when Baljeet is, like, it would be best explained in a song, and he's mm-hmm. going into his song. And so then we actually cut to Candace, who is sitting in her room with her cell phone and she's like trying to hang out with people and she calls Jeremy and he's not there and she leaves a really awkward message and yeah. hangs up and goes, man, that never gets easier. And it's like, oh girl, it does not. She is <laughs> correct. I was like, literally same. So Every voicemail I've ever left sounded exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Uh, anyway, so then she calls Stacy who doesn't pick up and she leaves a message and she calls Jenny who doesn't pick up. And then she starts calling random people, like this girl she hasn't talked to since kindergarten, and someone she shared a seat with on the bus, and a bunch of other people, and Chicago Joe. Uh, none of no one picks up. Yeah, sad. Uh, it is sad. I was also like, I relate pretty hard to this feeling. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's especially like I don't know. Like when I got home, I don't, yeah. If I like ever am unemployed or have a day off or like just you know I'm not doing anything during like nine to five working hours i'm like mm-hmm. no one is everyone else is busy i am alone yeah so anyway also um, unrelated yeah. during this whole scene there's like a weird koala head sitting on candace's bed did you notice this <laughs> no it's not like a koala stuffed animal it's like it's like just the head a mascot head of a koala that you would put oh. on your own head mm. but just the head and it's okay. just sitting on candace's okay. bed okay it's no, terrifying did... i don't understand so why it's there or what it's either. for Hmm. Although an alternate universe where Kanda is the koala mascot at her high school does kind of <laughs> not gonna lie. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Kanda thinks everyone is avoiding her. She rides her bike outside. Uh, she goes to Mr. Slushy Dog to find Jeremy. Kind of, kind of creepy. Anyway, we know I that mean, already. But yeah, we figured that. Is anyway, uh, the Mr. Sl- the Mr. Slushy Dog manager is like. Oh, I wish I could find Jeremy too, because our fry guy just defected to Taco Teepee. Yeah, we got here, folks. Bad. Bad. Shouldn't name a restaurant Taco Teepee. Yeah. He also also goes, uh, you win this one, cooks with grease. And I was like, don't you make eyes? Aren't you called Mr. Slushy Slushy Dog Dog? slash Slushy Burger? Yeah. 
so also, that happens. Have Ten thousand locations. It feels like you're doing exactly fine. And right. We Maybe learned you should in the have next, hired someone else. Like in the yeah. last episode, that you're a bad manager. Exactly. This so feels like his fault. I would also defect, although I might not go directly to Taco TP. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. That's just a. We don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> uh, all of that. <laughs> so Candace like is walking her bike home, and she gets a text from Stacy that says, "Quote." The letters C Y L space, or I mean, there's like a dash B F F dash S. Uh, and she goes, "Oh, what could that mean?" Yeah, because uh, she's not a teenager. Because <laughs> yeah, she suddenly has no qualities. In her defense, girl. sending a text message that is like just letters, abbreviations, yeah. is weird. I have a conspiracy. Yeah about what candace's <laughs> friends are doing today uh, okay but we won't do it right now the point okay. is that like that is kind of a weird message to get yeah with no no context, context. right and even like what it actually stands yeah. for which is like see you later best friends forever stacy yeah um did she sign it off stacy okay so she, she wrote it out her S. own name oh no, she signs off s but on the bottom of the phone it says from right because it's like text message from yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> The sure. only reason that would be excusable if she's texting on like a track phone and there's like a character That's, count that she right. Has to I was like, if she has like the minutes, month. yeah. But we watch them stream live videos on their phones, so <laughs> I, I don't know, think right? that's the case. Like that doesn't apply. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, anyway, I would be yeah. suspicious if my friend just sent me a text message that was like, "See you later, best friends forever." <laughs> yes. Sure. I would be like, hmm, uh, yeah, maybe you got hacked, <laughs> right? Um. Yeah, so, and Candace, yeah, again, suddenly loses all sort of brain cells. Yeah, she, and, uh, she's so far into the spiral already. Right, she's just way down. She goes, well, what could that mean? And then she says, oh, Candace, you loser. Brad, friendships fail, Stacy. Like, Bad friendships fail. Wow, harsh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so she's depressed. She walks away super sad, and she's like, I wish I could go to some faraway place. Whatever. And then she immediately sees, she's apparently at Baljeet's house. She sees Phineas and Ferb bikes outside Baljeet's house and just goes, what are they doing here? And I was like, this is like one of their friend's houses. Right? Like, what? Yeah. This is just Baljeet's house. Like, anyway, so apparently. <laughs> you know who Baljeet is. Yeah, exactly. You know whose house it is. Uh, anyway, so she goes inside, maybe with parents' permission, um, <laughs> and sees their portal to Mars that they built and they're. She's like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're just making a portal that can take people to faraway places. And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of on them. But the portal also does say portal to Mars, like pretty big on the little circle. Yeah. And Candace is just like, oh, perfect. Good enough for me. Walks Steps right in. Okay. Uh, I yeah. have a note. The only note I have about this in my notes is Candace, yeah. no. And I was like, I wonder what that's about before you started continuing mm. to tell this story mm -hmm. and i was just like yeah um that feels like it's on her because her whole thing is that she knows what her brothers do every day yeah and she should know better to step into right? a random portal that they've built because that's crazy even if it was like another country wouldn't she still be a little upset like i wouldn't how is she gonna get back yeah. what was her plan i don't also, apparently, they've just totally bypassed the entire portal paradox that they brought up the last time they built a portal three episodes uh, ago. Yeah, yeah. It's a one-way portal. I was like, it, I hey, how yeah. are you going to get back? Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Candace steps into Mars, realizes that it's actually Mars. Yeah. And then she's stranded. There she The is. portal breaks. So she's stranded on Mars. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cut to Do Which Mars Evil Incorporated. Um, also, okay, no, wait, sorry. Yeah. After oh, she okay. does that, Phineas has a little conversation with Burbet Belgi where he's yeah. just like, I do oh, not care yeah. that Candace is probably dead because there's no atmosphere on Mars for humans to live. I did have that I've note seen later. That yeah. Whatever, Brad Pitt movie. What's the, the guy? Martian? No, it's not Brad Pitt. It's the other it's, guy. It's uh, da- Damon. It's the other man from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. Yeah. 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 Who did you think it was? I just couldn't remember his first name. Oh. Anyway, the point is Candace is dead now. Phineas doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Please continue. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we see Doofus Mercedes Incorporated, like the building. Perry the Platypus is walking up the side of the building. Like, yeah. Just he's horizontal. Just up walking there. up. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he lasers a little hole in the wall, punches it out. I don't know how he knew where to do that. He hops in. <laughs> he's ready. Um, Doofus Mertz goes... Oh, Perry the Platypus, what's up? Oh, are you here to... And I was like, did you just think he, like, came to hang what's out? Up? Like, I know that maybe he came to, like... Like, he did come to borrow Norm. And, that's like, true. Like, I get it, but that's that's pretty cute. Anyway, what's up? Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> also, the room that he's in is, like, green yeah. on every surface. The walls and okay, ceiling yeah. and floor are all painted green, and all the furniture is green. And I was like... Yeah. I don't know where he is. Because later, spoilers, later you see, like, a shot of his innator again, and it's on this balcony that's, like, stone, and it has a pool, and I'm like, are you maybe in a different building? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you have a different he balcony? He lives in every apartment in this whole complex. We've covered yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, maybe he's just, like, on the floor level. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, Doof is like, oh, like, I he's like using little markers to draw his blueprints he's like on the floor on his tummy like, yeah <laughs> drawing just, his he has a creative process that i respect it's absolutely um yeah so he's like oh i'm behind schedule uh do you want to help me like i'll get my <laughs> thing done faster you and you can bust hang out faster. yeah yeah we have to go let's go to the store anyway so they do that <laughs> amazing uh candace yeah is stuck on mars she yeah my notice i only saw the martian once but didn't they all wear helmets anyway yeah so it was like a big deal it's right they it's physically impossible can't go outside on mars yeah it's really windy it's, apparently and you can't breathe and cold yeah cool uh <laughs> cool so we all know yeah i'm a scientist so then, <laughs> right so she sees a a mars rover which also <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, aren't those, like, I learned, I read somewhere that they were, like, super big, and they yeah. are. It's seven feet tall and yeah. nine feet wide. Yep. The one in the show is two feet tall it's and It's the size of wide. a dog. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. So There's also, like, Mars six rover. of them in the show. I don't yeah. know how many Mars rovers we've sent over there. Not. But I think it's I only, like, they three. just sent, yeah, so, like, one more. It's, like, and the it was, curiosity yeah, like the and word. the. Persistence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perseverance whatever whatever persimmon um <laughs> so anyway yeah so she jumps in front of the like camera that's on there she's like waving her arms which <laughs> i learned later she's doing the like that those hand signs semaphore, semaphore. Uh-huh. um and she spells out hey like h-e-y <laughs> uh incredible 
Anyway, so we then see one man alone in a yeah. large Mr. Room. NASA. Mr. NASA. John NASA. John himself. NASA. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there have been a lot of cutbacks to uh, the space program. That's really true. Um uh, yeah. So he's the in Bush this... administration at this point. <laughs> he's in this big room filled with like one giant TV, a lot of little TVs that just have like tie-dye. The big TV has the Mars on it. Um yeah. he's in a the chair. color camera that's just live streaming <laughs> yeah. back because like, that's wow. how Mars rovers work. <laughs> exactly. Uh anyway, he's looking at the screen. Also, there's there's like a giant space rug in the middle of the room. It's yeah. like has like a rocket ship on it. I was like, that's cute. Um, <laughs> I love the decorating, everybody. We love a theme. The NASA anyway, interior yeah. designers like yeah. well. <laughs> cute. Uh so this guy is like sitting and there's like it's like silent there's like you know tick tock tick tock and yeah. then he just goes ah i can't take it anymore and he turns around right as candace like jumps in front of the camera and he he says i've been staring at red rocks for 20 years and i was like like just you <laughs> i know right i'm like you're you the guys only man switching out do you sleep the there rover? yeah like also, i don't how long ago did we send the mars rover that's a great I question. Don't I didn't think it was fact 1987, check. right? Mm, that seems know. early for a Mars yeah. rover. I mean, I don't <laughs> it really know. does. That's a good point. I didn't uh, Google it, but I didn't either. Well, I'm gonna so, do it right now because I want to know. Okay, you Google it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Anyway, yeah, he, it is yeah. crazy that he's the it's only like man super in NASA weird that he's who's been watching the I live don't... feed. Yeah. Uh, Mars Pathfinder was launched December 4th, oh. 1996 and landed on Mars on July 4th, 1997. So isn't that only 10 years? That's 10 years, yes. All right. Maybe he had to stare at some different Red Rocks. It was, wait, designed as a technology demonstration of the instrumented lander and first ever robotic rover. Yeah, so okay, that was the first, the first robot one. rover ever to land. All right. And then well, the Spirit and Opportunity landed Oh. In 2004. And then Curiosity? I didn't even know about those <laughs> those other ones. Uh, There's another one. Oh, oh that one has... was named Sojourner. Yeah, I was like, it looks like there's been six. Sojourner, Opportunity, Spirit, Spirit, Curiosity, Perseverance. What does Sojourner mean? It's named after Sojourner Truth. Cool. Do you know who that is? Yes. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, checking. No, I know. I just felt that. Sojourner is actually a word. It's like a sojourn is like I also a thought solo you gonna, journey. Listen, for a second I thought you were gonna say Sigourney Weaver, like it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you started talking, that's what my brain filled in before you finished. Which is why I laughed a little bit. Look, two people that have contributed in equal amounts so to much. the progression yeah. of the human race. <laughs> Sojourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Sojourney Weaver and Sojourney Weaver. I'm so sorry. Like, one of them <sighs> did star in Alien. <laughs> and one of them was uh, one of the most influential abolitionists <laughs> in American history. Uh-huh. For sure, for sure. Cool, cool, oh, cool. Man. Look, Sojourner Truth probably could have starred in Alien. I <laughs> absolutely no like question. Done a good job. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Anyway. So, 
anyway, now that we've sorted that they out, they were wrong. Um, yeah, the they did. They covered yeah. Mars rovers before they wrote this, I right? Guess. I was like, the guy that came up with that number is the same guy they asked how many days, yeah, how many summer days <laughs> in summer vacation. <laughs> <He just> guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Not one Google search. Oh man, <clears throat> anyway, Google, it was only 2007. You're right, it's okay. my bad, obviously. Um cool so anyway the guy does not see candace waving he's like he's really having a mental breakdown he's like there's no life on mars i'm shutting this place down which also, i was like the point of a that. mars rover is not just to like see aliens right right no like, it's collecting it's samples etc yeah okay, yeah just checking it's not just and like I a guess... video camera we set up <laughs> to look out for any living aliens <laughs> on mars <laughs> At least that's what they say. We spent nineteen billion dollars to send this security camera to just this check ring and see. doorbell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, Are sure. you alien? Check yes. Check no. Uh, yeah. So this one guy is like, I'm shutting it down. I was like, okay. Where are you, NASA? Apparently, John yeah. NASA. <laughs> yeah. So. He shuts it down on Mars. The little camera goes, and Candace is like, ah, so she steps on it a bunch. Yeah, she destroys a billion dollar piece of equipment and history. That's great. Um, Yeah, so also, I'm pretty sure those things are like indestructible. We, oh, I know, I was like, threw that thing from the earth to Mars and crashed it into the surface. I feel like Candace would not successfully destroy it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's yeah, apparently she's got super strength, but. Uh, a few Martians are watching like nearby, and they see her destroy it. And I guess that's just what they were most afraid of. So they, I mean, fair. Yeah, no, for sure. An alien they, sent like... a robot to Earth. I would also be afraid of it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they rush over and they're like, "Yay!" And they like pick her up, crowd surfing style, and just take yeah. her away. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, it's then... fine. She's into it. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, great." Uh, then we see Phineas and Ferb are, like, still fixing the portal, and they, like, think they fixed it, but then it's Venus, and then they, like, do a little channel change. They have, like, a little dial. I'm like, yeah. what? They do this in the movie, too. Yeah. Also a time machine. Right? Yeah, because the next one is like, oh, that's Earth, but prehistoric times, and I'm yeah. like, Like, that's not how portals work, but yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. So, then they flip it, and it's them from the future, and yeah. they're like, oh, we'll tell you how to fix the portal. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I can't forget the portal it. paradox uh, from the last time. We're creating a whole yeah. new paradox for this episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so they're doing that. They're fixing the portal. Uh, the Martians have brought Candace to, like, their little cave houses. Uh, they put her down in this beautiful throne, and they, like, give her a crown, and she's like, oh, you want me to be your ruler? And, uh, I was also wondering if they already had a ruler. I have that question to too, because there's already a throne and a crown. And a crown. And I was like, why is that like, stuff just you guys... ready? Yeah. Also Did weird you that your thrones? alien race just has the concept of the monarchy. Oh, I know. And you were just waiting for some girl to land here. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is also the second and not last time that Candace gets crowned queen of something. Yeah. That's Look, all I have. She has just a, a regal just bearing. Has, yeah, uh, queen just energy. Love crowning her queen of stuff. <laughs> sure. I love it. Um, yep. Yeah. So she gets excited and then she's like, crank up some tunes, but they don't know what music is. So she like 
uses their bo- body. Yeah, like, I was like, good thing that didn't like, weird them. I know, just right? grab people randomly. That's not allowed. <laughs> so scary. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so then they uh crank out the banger Queen oh, of yeah. Mars. It is. It a is great the song. best song ever written. They really they pick it up quick. You know, they figured it out. Yeah, they really did. Um, yeah. So they do that. She also starts calling them. She goes, uh, to make things easier, I think I'll yeah. call you Good Jenny and Good Stacy. I was like, wow. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, she's processing a lot today. Right. That's fair. She's really going through it. Um. So, yeah. Face and Ferb have fixed the portal. They go through. They're like, Belgie, we'll be back. Uh, Phineas and Ferb hear her singing. They hear the song. And they, they have converted. They find the marcher over and they're like, oh. I think baby Candace was here. <laughs> they convert it into like a little Jeep. Um, and they hear her singing. They drive over to where she is. Yeah. And the Martians have, yeah, brought another rover to her. And they're like, ah! and she's like, nah, why not? And destroys another one. Yeah. It's like, oh, like so many people's yeah. dreams. Yeah. Uh, which maybe some of those are like past ones, whatever. Still. Um, so the Martians see Phineas and Ferb, and it's like a basically a giant rover. So they're like trying to destroy it. <laughs> they're like, "What are they doing?" She's like, "Oh, don't worry about them." I'm like, uh, "I'd be okay. worried though." Absolutely. Candace tells them that she's like Cree Queen. She got crowned Queen. Um, they like Phineas and Ferb. She's like, "Hang out, so you can tell everyone how popular I am." And I'm like, "Okay." Um, they yeah are like talking to the Martians. Back in Danville, they are okay. Yeah. They are talking to Ferb specifically is talking to the Martians because Phineas is like Ferb speaks Martian. And I was like, cool. So now canonically Ferb speaks both dolphin and And Martian. Martian. Where is Ferb learning these languages? Yeah. Is Ferb a Martian? Probably. Also, are they just speaking backwards? It sounds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had that note later. Uh, Well, Ferb is speaking backwards. Right. The Martians are just speaking nonsense. Yeah. What does Ferb say backwards? He says his line backwards. He says, like, they say you can go, but you have to go with it, you know? But oh, it just, gotcha. They just played it backwards. They just played it backwards? Got yeah. it. So, back in Danville, Doofenshmirtz and Perry are, uh, are going into the store. Perry's in, like, the little child section of the yeah. cart. They're just at a, um, on a shopping trip. Yeah. Doofenshmirtz is like, okay, like, I need this and this. And then they crash into another shopping cart. Which is Major Monogram pushing the cart with Carl in the little kid section. Yeah. Uh, it's silent. They look at each other and then Monogram and Carl back up and I'm like, back out of frame. And that's it. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of questions, no answers. You know, yeah. Carl what? and Major Monogram's relationship outside of work is uh, baffling. Cons- yeah. Concerning. The other thing that makes this way funnier is that the next day, they brief Perry on this. Like the next oh, wait, day Perry's totally briefing right. is he bought chicken wire and three tons of baking soda, which he has like oh. it is like he's there at the store to get that. Oh yeah. And it's crazy that they just Weird. do a normal briefing about it and yeah. are like, you already know this information because you went with him to the you store. You were there. Yeah, that's really insane. Um Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> That's so crazy. Also, my oh. question was, if you look at it, Carl is, like, shrunken. Like, he's, like, disproportionate. <laughs> like a tiny Carl? Yeah, they, like, made him child size. I was like, is Carl? I mean, I guess we don't really... We see him later, and he's normal size. Yeah, he's, size. like, an adult man. Yeah. 
cool. Okay. Maybe he has a younger twin brother. Maybe. That's true. I don't know. We don't know. He has a cousin Jeez. named Carla, so. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that's that's it. That's all. That, that happens. Uh, Next scene, <laughs> Candace is like doing her thing and then she's like kind of she's like i'm gonna go for a walk she's like kind of just wants to be alone and they just want to follow her so she's like ferb can you tell them like i just want to break and ferb yeah says a little martian thing that's just him speaking backwards um and then they say something backwards and then uh he goes yeah they say you can go but you have to take them with you yeah and she's like okay that's not what that is um and then <laughs> she like does yeah <laughs> she does this thing where she's like even though i don't spend every single minute with you it doesn't mean that i don't appreciate what you're doing and it's like obviously that you know right. my friends are yeah it's pretty we get it heavy-handed sure um then the martians get really mad at phineas and fur because they think it's their fault that candace wants to leave and so they're getting really mean and hostile. Uh, and Candace, yeah. so Candace is like, okay, quick, get in the rover. Uh, and then she goes, Queen Candace is out. Peace. <laughs> and they drive away. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Martians become super angry and they like do that thing where they blob together and then yeah. they just become they're one like big also Martian? flubber, I guess. Yeah. They all join. It's they also okay. one giant Martian. I feel like it's different. Like there's two tropey things. Like one is where like, small organisms can like connect to make a bigger object or like the gnomes in gravity falls Falls, yes but they are like forming they become one that's why i said flubber is that they like melt into one giant super weird it does look like flubber it's different bright green yeah yeah so anyway super scary they start chasing phineas farm and candace uh phineas takes goes candace you have your cell phone and takes it and calls Baljeet. Yeah. Candace goes, how is it we have bars here? A uh, great question. Which is a fair point. And they're like, Baljeet, quick, open the portal. So they open the portal and like they like zoom out right as the the yeah. Martian is going to jump on them. Yeah, she- there's this line where she's like, they're gaining on us. And I'm like, they, oh, yeah. they gained on you. They're okay, behind you. Like, they could grab you right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, Yeah. So doof is then you like see doof at home and he goes thanks perry for coming with me normally i hate shopping but you make shopping fun and then this is the part where it pans to his balcony and he's like oh that that's just my first donator and yeah it's like a stoned balcony there's like pool chairs and a yeah. pool whatever anyway um <laughs> we don't know yeah and he's like don't worry about that or i'll see you tomorrow or whatever and then he closes the door and he goes sucker <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Perry also has this look on his face that he's, like, mad. Like, right? when Doofenshmirtz is, like, getting ready to close the door, I'm like, Perry, yeah. are you mad that he's kicking you out of and his he's house? Leaving? Like, yeah. this is just... What? Anyway. Uh, Candace. So they get, they're obviously back. Candace is, like, running to her house because she's, like, wants to show, uh, you know, her mom all the things. And Linda is in the front yard during daytime with her telescope. Yeah. Middle during of the day. day. The just sun is out. The sun through the a sky telescope. sky is blue. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. What is she doing? I don't know. Uh, this family is bad at using magnification. Right? She does say, I want you to see my new telescope. So maybe she just doesn't know. Maybe she's new to telescopes. Maybe she's never used a telescope. Anyway. She was an astrophysicist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen. Also, she's an adult woman. <laughs> I know, right? She should know how telescopes work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Candace is like explaining the whole thing, and she's like, uh, 
you know, look, I can prove it to you. And she's like, she makes her try to look at Mars to see the little figure that the uh, Martians made of Candace's face on Mars. Um, so at the same time, Doofenshmirtz has, he like is at his house and he's like, oh, I wondered what this innator does. And he presses the button. And he goes, oh yeah, it just fires a random beam into space. No wonder the baking soda volcano won. Sure. Sure. Uh, anyway, so at the same time, the beam hits Mars and, Candace sees the face, but then Linda looks in and she goes, oh, because the beam hits exactly, you know, anyway. They're and looking, she goes, I can't emphasize okay. this enough. They're looking at Mars. They can see it. Yeah. During the Even day- though it's the it's daytime. daytime. I'm like, you literally can't. Mars it's, is not yeah. visible from Earth in the daytime. Yeah. Because it's uh, daytime. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of telescope Wild. is that? I, I, uh, yeah. That's a great question. Maybe it's like that app where it's not really a telescope, it's just like a screen. You're just like a... With a telescope shape. It's a fake TV. telescope. Yeah. Anyway, so she looks at the... Uh, she looks at Mars. Linda does. And she goes, hmm, looks a little like a rhesus monkey wearing a powdered wig. Yeah. It also... I guess I didn't know there's actually like a... Something called the red face. It's like a landmark on yeah. Mars. I didn't know that. Anyway, so it's real. So this really happened. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is a if true story. You go out story, with a telescope in the middle of the day and play. You can Mars, see it. Can see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's, uh, all I could think of is that time where we were watching the solar eclipse in Saratoga, yeah. and it was like ninety-seven percent, but it was like very clearly daylight. <laughs> and Dad or someone looked you looked directly at the sun it through binoculars. Dead. Yeah, no, I have a picture incredible. of it. Oh, you're right. Because the uh, whole the only thing I know about solar eclipses is that you're not supposed to look. You're not supposed to at look directly sun. at it. Yeah, you're definitely not supposed to look directly at the sun through binoculars. Binoculars. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, Candace is all sad, alone, and sitting dejected on her porch, and all of her friends come up. Uh, Jenny, Stacy, and Jeremy. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm ready. Maybe I'm a suspicious person by nature, but I was like. I would be super suspicious of my three friends if all who had been ignoring me all day showed up together on yeah, their bikes at the same as if they time. had just come from a place that they all were Yeah, together. No, absolutely. Were you not like, your three friends ditched you today, Candace? Right? Like, yeah. Right. Of no, course yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Where were they? They didn't all just coincidentally meet up with each other already on their bikes and then be like, let's head over to Candace's house. Right? No, they no. were hanging out and they were they all were like, Candace won't stop bothering us. And then when they got yeah. done hanging out, they were like, I guess we'll stop. Guess we should go see out. Candace. They also have kind of flimsy. Jenny's like, I had a dentist appointment. And I was like, that all day. That long. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy took Susie to the movies, quote unquote. That had to be, what, 70 minutes? Yeah. Uh, Stacy goes, didn't you get my text message? And then, yeah, she's like, call you later, best friends forever. She doesn't even offer an excuse. She's just like, I texted you a cryptic acronym. Right? Yeah. She also, Candace then goes, oh, I thought you were avoiding me. And some guy goes, I actually was avoiding you. And she goes, do I know you? And he says, no, (laughs) that's how great it's been working. Unknown guy is out. And I was like, okay, sure. Sure. Anyway, so then, and that's like, that's the end of that friendship. Yeah, that's yep. they all just she just accepts it. They move on. She's just like, um, okay. Yeah. Which is funny because Candace is the most suspicious person on earth, but right? she just like believes her friends. Also the most gullible somehow. Uh, it's true. Uh yeah. So then it then it like shows a little 24 hours later, and then yeah, Doof gets sucked into the Mars thing. And the end scene is like they gets he gets sucked in 
and all the Martians are there. Their science, they were doing their science fair, and so they bring over this crown. He's like, "Oh, you want me to be your king? Okay." And they walk past him to a baking soda volcano and give it the crown instead of him. yeah. We love yeah. a callback. I don't know which writer uh, lost a science fair to a baking soda volcano, but they really but they really made a big deal out of it. Um, yeah, for two entire episodes, they got a two parter right? about it. Oh man. Um, some other fun facts is in the U.S. This was the last season one episode that ran. The first time. Oh. Uh, also, this was this is the final episode before a new animation was used, where like it says where characters other than Phineas and Ferb, so mostly Candace and Isabella, have their noses and mouths outlined in color instead of black. Huh. However, Buford, Balji, and the Fireside Girls still have their noses and mouths outlined in black in most later episodes. That is so, so specific. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> the end. What a what a juicy tidbit to end yeah. on. <laughs> really, really diving deep into the lore, the, uh, the meat behind these these episodes. Uh, yes, you know me, uh, uh, digger for the juice. And, yep. Um, Nothing else. Yep. Man. Yeah, that was science fair. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot it was about a science fair by the end there. That's super fair. That's a great point. Science fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Science fair. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Delightful. The next one's also a two-parter. It's love out that. to launch. Also a two-parter in Ooh, space. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. It's going to be great. So excited. So many good songs. Right? Anyway. Cool. Well. Yeah. Great work. Uh, yeah. I'll be starting a rogue science fair. Any day now. Okay, so, perfect. I will yeah. look out for it. Great. I might go make myself some tater tots. Oh, excellent choice. Yep. Cool, cool, anyway, cool, cool, cool. Uh, well. talk to you later. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.